receiving your word i'm asking that you speak to every heart today and minister life to us let the word rule and reign in every heart let the word be applicable and relevant to anyone who is hearing me today those who have tuned in by chance accidentally may they be blessed and may their life be changed those who have tuned in purposely and intentionally may they also be transformed by your word i pray for families who have gathered together and churches and branches who have met together in numbers of five and ten and twenty and thirty and forty and fifty and hundred wherever they are i pray that you be you minister your life your way to them by life and by and, and by your spirit oh god and change lives and and transform lives and make a difference in our lives oh yes. god i submit myself to you hide me behind the cross and let what i preach be your word and not the word of man 
be glorified in our lives oh god we give you thanks and praise in jesus name and everybody said amen amen amen, amen. wonderful well um, again um, happy father's day to every one of you uh, gentlemen out there and fathers all over the world happy father's day um may your may your spiritual and magical children celebrate you amen. can i have your loudest amen amen May people that you have led to the Lord um, celebrate you for what you did for them. I was so excited. Yesterday, I went to a, a little engagement and a blessing, and I met my senior Castro, the person who led me to Christ in 1975. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, he, did not just, he did not just only lead him to Christ. I was from one boy who had just arrived, and he took, uh, he took an interest in me, led me to Christ. But beyond that, beyond that, he was also the Daniel Hall prefect. So can you imagine, I never, was, the whole year, I never got hungry. You know, and for me, that was more important than even being led to, uh, to Christ. Because I didn't know the value. I mean, the value of uh, never being hungry was more important, you know. So I really want to thank you, Senior Castro. Just, it appears coincidental, but divine. That yesterday of all days, I would we'll meet up and uh, I'll meet you again. And it's a blessing and a privilege. I want to thank my spiritual father and father in ministry. And for all these years, Bishop Daguard Mills, thank you for being not only my father, but a father to so many of us. Yes. You are both my father and my wife's father and my children's father. I've not seen some before. But the same person is the, if you're my father and my children's father. Not my children's grandfather, my father, my children's father. What a blessing. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being there for us. And the difference you make in our lives, it's too much. It's immeasurable. And we cannot thank you enough. We cannot never finish saying thank you for who you are and what you mean to every one of us. God bless you on behalf of the Kadesh and on behalf of all the people who are serving in the Kadesh and your children in the Kadesh. We send a special love to you. Thank you for fathering us and caring for us and praying for us and being there for us. And thank you for all the wonderful people you sent also to here, Bishop Toss and Bishop Isaac Sapo and Isaac Sally and all the wonderful pastors that the Kadesh is blessed with. Thank you so much for, for, for giving us the best. Somebody clap your hands for the Father God has blessed us with. This morning, I'm going to just continue to preach on can't you do just a little bit more? And then during the next service, I'm going to preach on a subject on the Father's Day. Very important. So if you listen to this service, please, I beg you, stay for the next one as well. This one, it cannot, it cannot be strictly called a father's uh, message, but I believe that it's relevant. But the next service is going to be strictly on Father's Day. But you know, um, as we celebrate Father's Day, I, um, okay, I'll, I'll get along when we I'll talk about when I get along. Second Timothy chapter 1. I need to be told the time properly folks so that i will not how many minutes do i have to preach so that i will know how to preach a good sermon in a short while 30 minutes i'm told i have 30 or so there are bad minutes so my mother told me several years ago that if you cannot preach a good sermon in 30 minutes you are not called so ever since then i've tried to stay within time and every day i ran out of time and not out of weight <laughs> praise the lord Amen. praise the lord Hallelujah. right Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16, 
um, all the way to 18, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16. Now, the Bible says, um, this is, uh, let's go to, let's start from 15 so that it makes a little more sense. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, down to the end of God. The Bible says, this is uh, Paul writing, uh, it says, this thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me. Of whom was Phidiaglos and Hermogenes. You know, this is Paul saying that people turned away from him. In life, people turned away from other people. And especially for men of God. Paul said that everybody in Asia turned away and he specifically mentions the name of these people. <laughs> that means that, I mean, I mean that it didn't pain him. For him to specify, if I say that everybody, nobody minded me, including uh, 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 Ivan, it means that I expected that not everybody, but not Ivan. Do you understand? That's what I expect. So if I mention, it means that that thing has pained me. So Paul is saying that everybody turned away, including Figelos and Hermogenes. May you not turn away from the man of God that God has given you. Can I have your loudest amen? amen? Don't turn away from, don't let him mention your name in a, in a painful light. Mm. Hey. Verse 16. Bible says, the Lord, this is an important, this is the verse you're looking, the chapter, the page you're looking for. The Lord gave mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus. For he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. Verse 17. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. Verse 18. The Lord grants unto him that he may find mercy of the day in mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. Amen. Now listen. Can you put the other two, uh, three verses together, 16, 17, 18? Put them together on the screen so that we look at it quickly. Now, this is very important. Paul is speaking about a man called Onesiphorus. This is the time when, help me, Jesus, when this apostle, the great servant of God, had been arrested for preaching the gospel and for doing the work of God in Rome. And had been kept incarcerated and put in prison. I mean, feet and hands in stocks. And he, 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 I mean, for and struggling along. And then Paul said that everybody turned away from me. This is a time when he needed people most. What a shock. Are we still there? I said, are we, are we still there? Now, you see, now Paul said that, you know, every man of God needs people around him. Hallelujah. Because men of God can also get discouraged. Difficult times come into, into the of many men of God. So Paul is saying that, you know, I'm, I'm reading from chapter 10 of this book. On this verse, can't you do just a little bit more? Hallelujah. Now you see, before I go, let me show you another passage of scripture. We come back to this one very quickly. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 7. Now you see, I'm talking about people who, you know, when you read Paul's letters, you see him writing 
and speaking to speaking about people and uh, i mean especially when he's concluding say greetings to this house tell this person I, I love him my love to this house my greetings and so on they were there for me and all that but sometimes i mean these are people who are very important to him now when you look at this scripture in second corinthians chapter 7 verse 5 let's look look at it quickly is it there i should read it myself all right <laughs> that's the instruction i'm receiving for my people now listen now paul is saying in 2 corinthians chapter 7 and then from verse 5 he says for when we come to into macedonia our flesh had no rest but we were troubled on every side without were fightings within were fierce nevertheless god that comforted those that are cast down comforted us by the coming of titus hallelujah now this is Paul writing he said we're filled with conflicts everywhere in every direction battles outside and fears inside however how nevertheless god who comforts the downcast comfort us comforted us by the coming of titus and not by his coming only but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you when he told us your endless desire your mourning your fervent mind toward me so that i rejoice the more hallelujah now what is paul saying paul is talking about titles in uh, in in this passage He's talking about the fact that he, as a man of God, was cast down. A, a time comes in every man of God's life that he can get discouraged. Everybody has various phases of our lives. Yes. And I'm going to be emphasized when we go back to um, 2 Timothy. But you know, you see Paul talking about the coming of Titus. Mm. You know, that somebody, when Paul was in prison, heard that somebody was looking for him. And so who is the Bible says that they said Titus was at the gate. So I mean Paul just jumped up. He said, Wow, somebody has come to look for me here in prison. Amen. He said that he was comforted by the coming of Titus. May you be a tight, may you be a Titus to somebody. May you come, may you be a may you stand by your man of God. May you support, may you hold your man of God's hands up high. Somebody shout, Amen. He said, I was comforted by the coming of Titus. Now he had gone preaching everywhere. But here is Paul now. And now he, I mean, he's in, I mean, it's like the churches, is, the messages get to us that the churches are not working. I mean, people were backsliding. And now he's in prison. Almost looked like his life was a wasted life. But when Titus came, but he came and told him, Paul, it's not as you heard. The churches are working. Hallelujah. He said, he came and told us. He came and told us. Good news that how you are praying for us. How things are. People are revived. How the churches are expanding and growing. He said that we are comforted by the message that he brought. May you speak words of comfort. Amen. May you find a way of encouraging and comforting others. Yes. Shout amen. amen. Now let's go back to Titus. Let, so let's go back to um, Second uh, Timothy, and look at this man on his first. Now you see, life has many things. Now Paul is saying that he, he prayed from his inside. There are some prayers that are book prayers. You can read the prayers. You know what I'm saying? You can some prayers that we sometimes even as we pray for people, we almost are not thinking about the prayers. One day I was at a a, a funeral and I could see that the 
priest, the pastor who was in the funeral, his mind was not on what he was doing at all. Okay, so then the people can say, Yafuna I mean, the way it's, it's like, oh, let me, let me see. He done it so many times that he's lost a certain emotion towards it. It can happen even in marriages, weddings. After officiating so many weddings, you get used to it. And when you see inside that thing like a poem, dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of God in the faith of the congregation to join this man, this woman, holy matrimony with an honorable estate. I'm using like a recitation. But the thing is that for the person marrying, it is his life. But you can be so disconnected that your heart is not in it. But there's some prayer that comes from the inside. This is one of the prayers that Paul prayed. Paul prayed for the house on the and he prayed from his stomach, inside his stomach. He said that may the Lord show him mercy. Hmm. Amen. The Lord give mercy to the house of Onesiphorus. Not only him, but his house. There's some things that when you do them, the blessing affects your whole house. Somebody shout amen. amen. The blessing comes to you, your wife, your child. Everybody in your house is blessed by the act of love that you show. So Paul says that, may the Lord show mercy Hallelujah. unto the house of Onesiphorus. Why? For he often refreshed me. <laughs> amen. amen. And was not ashamed of my chain. Now, the reason why Paul was talking about on his first, and I'm talking about, you know, when you read church history, and Bishop has mentioned here that perhaps on his first was one of the 70 people that Jesus sent out to preach. He was one of the early disciples. He was also a preacher in his own right. A man of God in his own right. Somebody who also ministers to perhaps crowds. Maybe he was even a pastor in the church. But you see, he, Bible says he came to Rome. He heard about Paul's predicament. Now, Rome was the center of commerce and all sorts of things. So maybe he was also a, a lay pastor and lay businessman. Maybe I can go to buy, buy cars and export cars to go and sell them. Or say, say hand fridges or whatever. Maybe he was a businessman and go to buy cars from Italy. That is Rome. But now when he went, the Bible says that he began to look for Paul. He said, I'm looking for Paul. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look, look, the Bible says that but he, when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently. He made the effort to look for me. Hallelujah. That is, that is, he, he did a little bit more. Little bit he more. had his own business to do. Yes. But he said, look, I'm going to give myself, to, I'm going to look for Paul. I'm going to find where Paul is. I'm, going, I'm here that this Paul has been a blessing to me. He has ministered to me before. Yes. He is a great man that God is using. But here he is in prison. People have left him. People who are with him, he mentioned the name, the previous verse, they bless me. Mm. But on uh, the said, no, I'm going to look for him. Mm. He'll go to this prison, it's our own prison, he's not there. Usher 40, he's not there. Windmill prison, he's not there. Keep on looking, going around looking for Paul. Mm. He did not get his, he was, but he sought for me. Mm. That means that it, it was effort diligently. It, he could have given up when he went to one place and wasn't there. But he said, until I find Paul, I'm not going to go. I'm telling you. Am I preaching to anybody here? Yes. I'm going to find him. Hallelujah. I'm going to find him. Hallelujah. I'm going to find wherever I can find Paul, I'll find him. Hallelujah. Because I've been a blessing to me. Hallelujah. He has been a blessing. He's a man. He's a servant of God. Hallelujah. Everybody's forsaking him. But you see, not everyone who is in prison is a criminal. Yes. That's the truth of the matter. Not everyone who is on the cross is a thief. 
The person may be on the cross, but that doesn't mean that he's a thief. So you see, people may have, I mean, they put all them together, all of you prisoners are thieves. But Paul was not a thief. He was in prison because of the gospel. And he said that, I don't care. Now Paul said that, for he was not ashamed of my bones. We were ashamed of my chains. Now you see, life has many things. Life, you see, as a father, and um, I remember yesterday, my, I, I was driving at, at, as in to, to, to the wedding, and then my son, after a wedding, I was driving with my wife, and then I got a frantic call from my son Joel. He said, Daddy, who are you? I said, I'm driving. He said, you put something on the social media. Please delete it. I said, me, I've not put anything on social media. And he said, there's something that is on your, on your one of the things. Please, I said, call Pastor Frimpies. I don't know what, what you're talking about. And I said, what? He said, look, if you don't delete it, they will sort me. They will sort all your children. So please delete it now. I said, call and find out. I didn't even know what it was. But <laughs> I realized that, and, and then yesterday in the evening, my son Judah said, tell him that, Daddy, you almost got us into trouble. I said, why? He said, what you put on the media, when they insult you, they will sort all your children as well. <laughs> I say you people are selfish. That is why. That is why. <laughs> That's why you're asking me to delete it, because they say that look, this is they don't respect you. They will insult everybody related to you. <laughs> I say you are ashamed of my bonds. That is why of my chains. <laughs> are you still there? But you see, I, 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 I hope they, they deleted it. They call, did my sons. Did they call you? And you deleted it. I hear they will call. The three of them were calling among them. Say, wait, wait, Daddy, please find them. <laughs> it's not easy but you see I would say that life has shame am I talking to anybody here I said life has shame sometimes there are some things that can cause shame and embarrassment and it's sometimes it's sometimes politically unwise to stick around somebody with shame and embarrassment I'm telling you it's not politically correct to stick to somebody who is a source of shame and embarrassment. So you stay away from the person. Now in ministry and in life, you're going to encounter shame. And you're going to encounter embarrassment. That thing that would embarrass and bring shame, and especially to you, expect those around you. So that is what Paul said that, he said, mentioned particularly that he certainly didn't end, he was not ashamed of my chains. He was not ashamed of my chains. Sometimes I get ashamed of this man. Oh, this was, I mean, I know people, I mean, who who, who, who not let people know that they are, the church they go to or the message they are listening to. I know people who criticize and say all sorts of things. And sometimes it is, it is, you feel that it is better and safe not to let people know that you also believe in this. But Paul said, the reason Paul prayed from his stomach, he said, this guy, he came and refreshed me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, shout amen. amen. Shout your loudest amen. amen. What are you what are you ashamed of? What is this? Sometimes, even as we talk of today's Father's Day, I'm talking to you. So don't know the thing. Some of us are even ashamed of our fathers and of our mothers. I'm telling you. Because of certain things that experience they've had. I'm telling you. You're ashamed of them. You're ashamed of mistakes they made. You're ashamed of, of, of ridicule. You're ashamed of what people say about them. But Paul said that he was not ashamed. May the Lord have mercy on his house. May the Lord have mercy on his house. Can I have your loudest amen? Amen. Are you there? Life has shame. Life has chains. 
Paul was a free man until he was arrested and was put in chains. Amen. He was put in chains. And sometimes you will be limited by situation. The chain of sickness, the chain of poverty, there are various chains in life. But Paul says that, look, when I was in chains, this man came and sought me out. Amen. I said, amen. Am I preaching to anybody here? I'm telling you that anybody you relate with, you're going to have seasons of shame, seasons of of chains and restraint and limitation. Things will not be the same all the time. But may you not be ashamed of, of, of your calling. May you not be ashamed of the one you have called to stand with. Amen. Amen. Paul, Paul said that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because a time came when people were ashamed of, of Christ. They were ashamed of, of, of to identify themselves with him. Even Peter denied him. Because it was not politically wise to say that I belong to him. So before three children, Peter denied said, I don't know him. I don't, I don't know him. And then Bible says the co crew, because it, if he says I, didn't, I, I belong to him, he may also go, go, and go, to, go through some pain. At what stage would you stick with your man of God? At what stage would you stand with your father? At what stage in your life would you say that no matter what, I'm going to, this is where I belong. I belong here and I'm not ashamed to belong here. Look, as our church has come, today is glorious. You see, oh, put that scripture by the side. You're looking at it. Put it back. Now, you see all the glory, all the glories and the beautiful. But the church didn't start like this. We started on the veranda of a classroom, uh, of a classroom block. I remember one, one the, the, the principal of school of hygiene in those days in Kolebu. He came and we, 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 he gave us a place to meet in the veranda and he gave us a classroom. Medical students were ashamed to belong to this thing that Dagwardness has started. Yes, I want to go to a proper church, not in a classroom, not in a veranda. No, I mean they didn't look, they didn't look attractive. There was no beauty about it. There was nothing attractive about it. So people shied away from this thing. Today, look at how far God has brought us. You never know where God is taking the thing that you are shining. You don't know where God is taking it. I'm telling you. So you see, I'm, you see, I mean, anybody that you stand with, anybody that you, anybody that you, you, you believe in, there will be times when you've got to choose whom you support and whom you, you are taken out of. You've got to make a choice. So it will cost you friends. It will cost you your family. It will cost you many things. But may you make the right choice. I said, may you make the right choice. And that is why Paul prayed from his stomach. He said, Lord, show him mercy. Show his household mercy. So it's in the day of trouble. Show him mercy. Because he also, not only that he came to seek for him, but he also refreshed him. There are people who can refresh a man of God. A man of God. So Paul was saying, I was blessed by sometimes a text message can be a refreshing message to a man of God. Because you don't know at what stage you come and find him. You don't know after he has preached to the crowds of, of thousands and after he has ministered and prayed for the sick and so on. Many men of God are lonely. You have no idea. Many men of God, are, they don't have friends. There are people that they bear themselves. They, they are lonely. Sometimes a test, you know, a test message can make a difference to a man of God. May you send a message that is refreshing to your, to, 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 to your, to your pastor. Amen. Come on, shout amen. amen. People need to be refreshed. 
Paul said that he often refreshed me. When he came, perhaps because of the stocks and the chain that Paul was wearing, there were sores all over. He didn't care. I'm sure he went down. He made some hot water. He tried and massaged and, 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 and dressed his wounds. He tried and, and, and do, do some, I mean, massaging and all that. He tried to bite. He tried to, he said he refreshed me. In what way can you refresh a man of God? In what way can you refresh the servant of God? In what way can you bring, a, bring some kind of relief to the servant of God? Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter, 20, chapter, chapter 10, verse 22 to, let's look at it quickly, and then we'll be ending. Verse 22 to 24, Hebrews chapter 10. Bible says, I, I, I like the first two words, let us draw near, verse 20, 23. Let us Hold fast. Verse 24. Let us consider. Amen. Life is about us, not about you and me. It's about all of us together. If, if, I don't, if you make it, I don't make it. We have not made it. So we, we are supposed to make it together. So Bible says, let us draw near with the true hearts. And then verse 20, 23 again. It says, let us hold for the profession of our faith without wavering. But verse 24, the verse you're looking for. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Let us look for ways. Let us look for ways. Did you have the version, the PTP version there? I don't know whether you have it. You don't have it right there. Now, he said, let us consider, let us look for ways to, uh, to provoke. Find ways. As I'm preaching today on Father's Day, find ways that you can provoke your father to love and good works. Can I have an amen? amen? Let us see how to stimulate one another to love and good works. Find ways. Maybe a little, you see, your father doesn't need your money to live. But some little gift can, can, can speak minister to your father. The father you thought about him. The father you send him, the father you can call him. The father you send him some credit. You are finding ways to show love and show to, to provoke him that I appreciate who you are. I appreciate what you mean to me. And I appreciate your love for my life. Find ways. This is what Onesiphorus did. He found way. He went everywhere, everywhere looking for Paul. Everywhere look until he found Paul. And when he found Paul, his condition was, was deteriorated. Paul was not growing. He had been in prison for some years. He was, maybe his clothes had not been washed. Because he had been there. Maybe he, he was thinking the house was all unkept. Because he was in prison. But on his road said, I'm a big man by myself. But I don't mind, mop, I don't mind mopping the, the ground. I, I don't mind washing your clothes and ironing your clothes for you. I, maybe Paul's hair had grown because of, the, because of being as in isolation for, uh, because of the coronavirus, sorry. Because of, because of being in prison. His hair was grown. Maybe he took his hair and, 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 and barbed his hair. What can you do to, to provoke one to love and good works? What can you do for the man that, that, that matters in your life? I'm preaching. Are you still there? I say, are you still there? Find ways. I say, find ways. Amen. Apostle Paul prays on his first for his one, hospitality. Two, kindness. And three, courage. These are the three things that he praised this man for. He was hospitable, he was kind, and he was courageous. Somebody shout, Amen. Are you still there? He found time 
to go and show Paul some love. He found time to, to, to look him out. I'm, I want to find him. I, I said, that's what life is about. Whether you like it, whether you like it or not. Every, somebody will need you. Somebody is going through a situation that needs your encouragement and your support. What a word. Am I preaching to anybody? I'm telling everyone who is hearing me this, this morning, as we bring this service to a close, that think about it. Don't be selfish. Don't think about yourself. Think about what, in what ways can I be a blessing? In what ways can I encourage? No, no, what, can, what can I receive from this man? What is he going to give me? You also work. How can you refresh the servant of God? Oh, yes, sometimes when I go and preach around in Accra and so on, uh, this, pastor, this uh, pastor who drives me and takes me out and sometimes he, he, he lives far away, but he comes all the way to my house and parks his car, drives me far and then back far. And sometimes, when I'm going, I'm tired. When I'm car, I don't even know how I get home sometimes. I'm so tired, exhausted. I sleep in the car. I mean, the other day, I went, I think, went very, very far from the city, from where I live. And then when we preached someone, when I, I was coming, I was so tired and exhausted. But he sat behind the stage and drove me. And he drove me, oh, I didn't know where we were. When I opened my house, we were just entering my gates. And he had driven me and I was fast asleep. So when I opened my eyes and I realized that, he, you know, his car had been parked somewhere far. So as he had brought me about home 12 midnight, he had to find a way to uh, find another transport to go and pick his car and go home. When I opened my eyes, I just, for my, I said, Pastor Fred, may God bless you. I mean, that blessing I said is different from the normal blessing I say. I could say it came from my inside. Because I felt that this man had just, that, 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 has refreshed me. Maybe if he wasn't there, I would have had an accident because I was tired and I was exhausted from preaching. You know, what can you do for your, the, the man of God that will make him bless you from, your inside, from his inside? What can you do? What can you do? Find ways, find ways to provoke and to show love. I said, Pastor Fred, may God bless you. That following week, when he went to where he was promoted, I see blessing coming your way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, shout your loudest, amen. amen. Are you still there? Yes. He diligently sought for me. Amen. And found me. And then he said, verse 18 again, the Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. A day will come when you need the mercy of the Lord. By the seeds of love and kindness and Carry that you have shown in a man of God, you reap them one day. I said, you reap them one day. He said, may the, may the Lord grant him mercy. He find mercy of the Lord. You know, that is the blessing of, of, of honoring a servant of God. The blessing of that providing a, Jesus said, if you give a prophet a cup of water, you don't lose your reward. The father, you did not care to you that this man needs water. It's a blessing. I'm telling you. It's your refreshing the man of God. What a word I'm preaching this morning. Can't you do a little bit more? Can't you do a little bit more? You have been, you pay your tithes, I, I accept it. You, you, but I'm saying that think about ways. May you become an onesiferous in the church. Find ways that I will also be, a ref, I also refresh the servant that of God that God has given me. Hallelujah. You serve a man of God. You therefore, you see, especially those in the ministry of helps. You, you may not be the preacher. But you do things so that the preaching can go on. You, what you do, put the man of God in the pulpits. So your role may not be so public, but it's so significant that if you do it well, the man of God preaches in peace. 
those the technical team, those who play the instruments, those who you are in the helps ministry. When we come in, then the things are not done, and then we are worked up and we are we are agitated. We can't even continue to preach well. Look at how well I'm preaching this morning. Because I feel that the, the place is set. That the things are working. Everything is working well. So may God refresh, may God show you mercy also on your on the day on the, on the, on the lost day. Amen. You see, when you do some things and the man of God is able to minister well, he blesses you. May you be blessed as you help. Amen. May you be blessed as you help. May the man of God never be a bother to you. Sometimes a, a servant of God can be a bother. He says, he's bothering me. He talks too much. I mean, every day he's, every day he's angry. Every day he's irritated. When you behave that way, you miss out on your blessing. What a word. But you see, Paul wrote to the church and told the church that, I, told, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. When your pastor thinks about you, may he thank God for you. May your pastor not have fever when he thinks about you. But may say, oh, when I think about Felix, when I think about Bafoche, when I think about Isaac, when I think about Stephen, when I think about Patrick, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Anytime I remember you, I get thank God. What a blessing. Why don't you clap your hands for the Lord? Anytime I remember you. Anytime I remember you. Bishop Toss, I'm sure there's some people that if you remember that you want to sleep, you want to take sleep, I don't want you to remember them. But the others, when you remember them in your bedroom, begin to dance and laugh. Some names, when you catch you, you are just excited. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Hallelujah. Why? Because they often refresh me. They seek for me. They look out for me. They call me. They visit. They send messages. They check on me. Because a pastor must also be checked on to see how he's doing. Coronavirus season, you all want us to be called. You to call us and check a bishop. I'm calling to check on you. We're also human beings. Why? What do you mean? Say, nobody has called me for the past man. We too, we also want to be called. We're also human beings. What a shock. We, and, and we, also, we are not getting any telephone calls any telephone for angels. We need telephone calls from you. Angels will visit us in the night, but you too call us. So I'm just going to check on you. How beautiful. So you get a text message, message and you say, wow, my son wrote me a letter three years ago. Up to today, the letter is my wallet. The letter the, means very, very much to me. Just a short paragraph. I kept it for three years. Three years. Because those words refresh me. May you refresh your father. May you refresh your father. May your father not be upset. Because when the father sees you, he's just thinking about, he's coming to ask me for something. Not refreshment. May you refresh the one. May the Lord have mercy on your household. I'm saying that there's something. When you do them, when you do them, God will remember you in the day of of judgment. May God bless you. May God help you. May you become an onesiferous in the church. May you become an onesiferous to your pastor. Onesiferous to your center leader. May you be something. Look, pastor, wait. I'm going to look for them. I'm going to call them. I'm going to. I'm going to check on them. You sit down. Let me do this. Like David, when David was thirsty, this guy said, "The city, we're going to bring the water to you." And they went and broke the ranks and went into the enemy's camp and brought water. And when David saw them, David saw the way they raised their life for him. They said, I cannot even drink this water because this water is your life. You reach your, for me, you reach your life. But then David poured the water out to the Lord. Because so how they said, you are thirsty. If you are thirsty, we will risk our life to bring you water. May God give us people like that in our ministry who will do whatever they have to do. So that we, the servants of God, can have peace 
to minister. May God bless his house. May God bless all those who heard the preaching today. May God bless everyone who listened to this word today. May God make an honest your father, to your bishop, to your pastor, to your your father, to your husband. May God make an honest to where you belong. May you be a source of blessing. And may the Lord show you mercy. May your house be blessed. May your home be blessed. May your children be blessed. May your household be blessed. Because of the mercy that you show. May God bless us and God keep us. Let us pray. Every head bowed, every head closed, wherever you are. I'm just going to pray with you now. I'm going to pray and after that I'm going to ask Bishop Tors to take the offering and end the service with us. But everywhere you are right now, I'm going to ask you to pray today. You can do a little bit more. You do your Christian duty. But there's something that God also expects you to do. So every head bowed, every eye closed. Today, this very moment, I want to say, Bishop, I want to give my heart to Christ. Maybe somebody invited you to join the watch party. Somebody said, let's all sit together and watch this message together. And you came. But right now, you want to say, Bishop, I need God. I'm a sinner. I've made many mistakes. I've done many wrong things. But today, I want Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to be born again. If you're here right now and you need Jesus, you want Jesus to come into your heart, you want to be born again. Say this prayer with me. If you can hear me wherever you are, say after me, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father this, Sunday morning, this Sunday morning, I gave my heart to you. I, gave my heart to you. I, received, Jesus I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Lord and Savior. Forgive, me Forgive me of all my sins. All my sins. Come into my heart. Wash away my sins. Make me your child. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will trust in you the rest of my life. Dear Lord Jesus, save me. Dear Lord Jesus, wash away my sins. Dear Lord Jesus, write my name in the book of life. From today, I am born again. From this morning, I'm a child of God. I'll save Jesus the rest of my life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see the numbers on the screen. You want to counsel, want us to talk to you or counsel, call the numbers on the screen right now. But let's welcome Bishop Toss to wrap up the service for us.